Welcome back to The Trivial Matters. This is season two of The Trivial Matters, and I am so excited to be back. By popular demand, we are back for a season two. I did not expect or plan uh, to come back. I was kind of going to retire, call it a day. I achieved my bucket list thing of doing a podcast, and that was it for me. But I've received so much feedback and so many people who told me they liked it and they wanted to hear another season and they wanted to hear more episodes. So first of all, thank you to every person who listened to it. Thank you to everyone who tuned in, told me they liked it, gave me some suggestions or improvements. I appreciate each and every listen and I'm very excited to be back. For those of you who don't know what this podcast is about, The Trivial Matters is a podcast where we talk about things that don't really matter. In fact, in a world where political things are happening every single day, there's groundbreaking discoveries, things that are changing the earth and so important that everyone needs to hear about, we talk about everything but those things. And today, following with that topic, keeping the same trend, we're going to talk about tarantulas and cereal. Stick around and you hear all about it. very excited to be back and I'm very excited to have these two guests on. I'm going to introduce them in a sec, but just a little preface about them. Last season, uh, I received a lot of compliments and people who said that this episode made them laugh the most. And so I figured that I'd stick with what worked and they're going to be my co-hosts the rest of this season and they're going to help me introduce and talk about all these topics. And I'm very excited to have back Wes Paris and Paul Smith. Guys, thank you for being here. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, man. Glad to be back. back. It is good to have you back. Um, I've been receiving a lot of people who, uh, a lot of comments from people who wanted me to come back and do the podcast, but I think uh, one of the biggest proponents to come back was you two. Um, Yeah. I'm glad that you're back. And tell me me a little bit about... uh, how you've been doing since and why you're excited to be back. Been doing good. Uh, just uh, just can't wait to start from my Trivial Debunkers podcast where I, or I'm up for um, discussion. We might change it to Debunking Dan where we just actually just take every part of your life and we just go and tell everybody what's been wrong with it. Um, <laughs> so working on that, I know I said last time that it's coming up soon, but I've been working hard for almost, what is it, almost two, has it been a year or longer? Has it almost been two years since we've done the pod? Uh, the podcast hasn't been done since July of 2020, uh, but your episode, I think, was probably around two years ago, close to it. Wow, so for two years, I've been working tirelessly trying to get, I've been doing a lot of back study on Daniel Spathis, and I've got a lot of good uh, things I'm trying to debunk. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm glad you've been using that time for good, you know, putting it to uh, use. Fired. I've been fired for multiple jobs because I just not focused, <laughs> and I'm only focusing on debunking Dan. Um, My boss is like, who's this Dan guy? Like, why are you so obsessed with him? I, I don't know. It's It's been rough, but I'm ready to, I'm really ready to, debunk, to debunk you, Dan. You said uh, you're going to debunk not only my podcast and the things that I say, but like my life. Yeah, like the fact that you're even like you were actually born is like something I'm gonna start with. 
and I'm, it's been it was it's been hard to figure out a way to debunk that. But I think I've I've got I think I've got a couple leads here. I'm I'm doing well. Um, and wh- why are we debunking my life? Just because I, I there's no really there's nothing really to it. It's just you asked me to come on a podcast with you. First thing that came to my mind was tri- trivial debunkers. Now I am just all about debunking you. Wow. You did this to yourself. You shouldn't have asked me to come on the podcast. Wow. I um uh, I didn't know season two would have a lot of hate. Uh and I, I, I yeah. There's love, Dan. I'm I'm obsessed with you, obviously. <laughs> I can't get my mind off you, but he's a high offer. Wow. All right. Well, um feel free to click the link in Wes or mine's bio and uh see Trivial Debunker and learn all about the mistakes that I've made. It's gonna be a devastating journey for me at least well guys i've uh, i've brought the team back together don't forget paul i can't forget paul yeah I've paul paul well, i've always been just chilling since the podcast uh you know just living life schooling a couple car wrecks couple car breakdowns <laughs> almost car wreck but we're not going to discuss that uh no warrants this time nothing like that <laughs> I'm actually terrified of uh, transfers and spiders all together, so that'll be interesting to talk about. But just chill on living life. I haven't made a podcast called Debunk Dan, but I've been giving Wes all his ideas, so I'll pretty much be a producer in that aspect. If, uh, if the listeners will remember, last time Wes and Paul were on this podcast, Paul uh, had several accidents under his name and was... Legit. Alleged, <laughs> alleged, alleged accidents on his name, and was actually claimed the worst driver within a hundred miles of St. Louis. Uh, it was a pretty prestigious title. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it to be honest. Feels good to have a title. Because <laughs> you sure what one, you just yeah. take any title you can I'll just get. Take that one. You're so gonna I'll lose. To you're gonna lose a title to your car if you keep driving like that, though. <laughs> Well, they can't catch me. It's all alleged, so it's none of it's on the record. I think your insurance agent would like to differ. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know what my insurance is right now, so. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad you're an allegedly better driver. Thank you. And uh, that you're still here with us today, you know? You haven't gotten in any accents that are too bad to prevent you from talking, so we're grateful for that. Thanks. I'll be here. So I've uh, I brought the team back together to talk about things that are really important, at least to me, and that is tarantulas. And although tarantulas are one of the top ten fears of most people in the United States and probably the world, spiders just freak people out. I know my dad does not like spiders. My dad's a pretty tough, rugged guy, but you eight-legged bug, and he's freaking out, you know. And I hear that you're in the same boat. Paul, is that true? I'm absolutely terrified of spiders. It's like a deathly fear. I think I have arachnophobia, but I haven't been diagnosed with it yet. Um, I'm just going ahead and diagnose myself and say that I have arachnophobia. (laughs) Where do you go to get diagnosed with that? I don't know. The zoo? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they just take you in the the part where all the spiders are. I don't know what's called the official arachnid uh, cage. I don't know if that's what it is. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) The arachnid cage, man. That's actually a good name. Someone should make that. 
Well, I'm patented in that name, so it's mine. So, um, spiders aren't very well liked, and a lot of people are scared of them. Small spiders freak people out, but there's nothing scarier than a big spider. Would you, would you agree with that, Paul? 100%. Even small spiders. <laughs> the more, the more dangerous. That's they can true. just crawl and just bite you. You just don't like that. Yeah, you never see them. Yeah, never see them. And the point, uh, it's actually a good point you make, because small spiders are more uh, dangerous in lots of parts of the world. In fact, tarantulas, which tend to be the bigger and biggest of the spiders, are the least deadly. No person has officially died from a tarantula bite. And they all have venom. Every single one of the 900 species of tarantula all over the world have venom. And for those of you who aren't sure what the difference between venom and poison is, venom is in the fangs or the spines of an animal. And if they bite you or stab into you and you die, that's a venomous animal. And if you eat them, that's a poisonous animal if you die. So, for example, there's poisonous frogs that if you were to eat them, you would very quickly die. But if the poisonous frog would bite you, it wouldn't really matter. Um, the same thing. Lots of people all over the world eat tarantulas, and it's a delicacy, and they're actually completely fine. But if you get bit, um, there's been cases of lost limbs, swollen uh, appendages, all sorts of not-so-fun things. But a perfectly healthy person getting bit has never died uh, from a tarantula. So that's good news for you, Paul. Well, I'm glad to hear, but uh, I'm still terrified. I heard in Australia, if a tarantula jumps on you, they just flick them off with their hand. That's not the case for me. I'd, like, die. I would literally die. That would that would be the first case of death. Not getting bitten, <laughs> but just jumping on you. Are you sure, like, these aren't, there aren't any, like, alleged deaths, like, alleged, like, Paul's, Paul's alleged car accidents? Yeah. So... I think there's probably somebody out there has to be. Tarantulas, if they're that dangerous, why are they not attacking they have been linked with deaths, but they're like also associated with other things. So like underlying conditions, heart conditions, um, old age. If there's a young child, the venom is more potent. <laughs> I would be done for. <laughs> old age. Yep. The old age would get me. So it's like honestly, the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I've never heard of such things like coronavirus, but if I had. Yeah, we don't talk about those things on Trivial Matters, but that's just what I'm saying. It's it's yes. a killer for the people who have... <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Underlying conditions. Um, so, 900 plus species of tarantula, and all of these tarantulas can produce silk. And so, they all can make their own webs. But if you haven't noticed, tarantulas tend to be big. So they don't stay and kind of hang from their webs like your average house spider. Um, usually they'll make, uh, use their webs to make dens or burrows, which they can hide in and they mostly live underground. So they'll make like little tunnels and uh, burrows that's dirt combined with silk and they can go in and out of them and that's kind of like their their home and a lot of times they'll pick one home to live and be there their entire lives they'll kind of come out and get food and then go back to their burrow and they'll have the the moms will have kids and all that stuff but they tend to live very local they don't move a ton oh let me let me get this straight 
There could be a tarantula under my feet right now. No, it's winter. <laughs> okay. Well, in the summertime. What do you think you're worried about? What do you mean? There could always be a tarantula under my feet. It helps when you live in a house with a floor, but... <laughs> not us, not us. We're doing the olive under. So we're doing this outside right now. <laughs> oh, you guys are recording the podcast outside? Yeah. You don't hear the wind? No, th- this mic must be really good. Yeah, great. Wow. Um, if you do have a house on the floor, 99% of tarantula attacks actually don't happen, fun fact. Happen. I think the first order of business for me and Paul is to get a house with, no, with a floor. Cause, yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> we got to stop living in these tents. <laughs> stop you making your own it. shoes, stop living in tents, yeah. and you're on your way. South, man, I'm telling you. Southern boys. You St. Louis is great. You drive like thirty minutes outside St. Louis, and people don't even live in homes; they live in tents. It's like, it's really sad. It is sad. I'm, I'm fine to be a part of it, um, but it is kind of a sad thing. Um, are you calling in from a payphone? I I just am curious. Yeah. And yes, we are calling in from a payphone. Here he goes again, zinging me. Yeah. He's like, a, he's like a mile and a half from the bean, so he thinks he's cool. Uh, a little further than that, but I, I can drive to the bean. That's true. Well, um, back to the, the topic at hand. Tarantulas need to live in warmer areas. So, Paul, for the most part, we don't get a lot of tarantulas up north uh, in the Midwest and in the northern part of the United States. They happen to be in the desert. In fact, um, a lot of them, one in particular called the Arizona Blonde, is a popular pet. I actually have an Arizona Blonde myself, is from Arizona. They live in Arizona, Texas, uh, Nevada, places where there's desert and it tends to be hot. Um, There's a Mexican Red Knee, Mexican Red Rump, and so Mexico, southern parts of the United States... Um, all throughout South America, there's a lot of different species of tarantulas. Well, I almost pushed that, or not pushed, <laughs> smushed that stupid spider in your room, too. I almost took it out of the cage and stomped on it. I was terrified. I seen that thing. I almost died, dude. I, I have a few tarantulas. I find them really fascinating. Um, and, yeah, so all of the ones I have are non-medically significant uh, venom. They all have non-medically significant venom. And I will elaborate the difference between, there's two different groups of tarantulas, old world and new world tarantulas. Old world tarantulas are from, uh, places like Australia, Asia, uh, India, all parts of the world kind of far away from us. So on the exact opposite side of the world. And they tend to be more Dangerous. In fact, if you were to get bit, you could uh, feel severe pain, lose fingers, incredible swelling, might feel like you're burning up from the inside. It's, it's not going to be fun. You do need to go to a doctor. That would be considered medically significant, where if you were to get bit by a Arizona blonde or Mexican red knee from the United States, it would be comparable to a bee sting. Did you say Mexican red knee? 
Uh, red knee. As in, like, oh. your knees for your legs. So where, who named these spiders? Who just came up with the dirty, whatever it's called? <laughs> you didn't say the dirty blind. Yeah, oh, good. it's definitely the Arizona blind. Yeah, well. Dan, where is the rump from? The Mexican red rump is from Mexico, and it's named as such because it's all black except for its abdomen or rump, and it's bright red. Okay. Thank you for answering that question. You know something about spiders, though. No, I do. <laughs> so, um, old world tarantulas are from North and South America, Central America, um, Africa. Some species come from Africa, and they tend to be a lot slower moving and a lot less medically significant with their bite. Um, the downside to all these advantages is the fact that these tarantulas have something called urticating hairs. And urticating hairs are the defense go-to for these spiders, where they will turn around, use their leg, and start to kick at their abdomen or their rump, and will kick up these hairs that will fly into the air. They're very light, very thin, and they act like uh, fiberglass. If you've ever gotten fiberglass in your eye, in your fingers, it will itch a lot. It'll be really scratchy. And the interesting thing about urticating hairs is unlike uh, hot foods where you start to develop a tolerance for them, the more times you've been exposed to urticating hairs, the more sensitive you become. So it's more painful or more annoying as time goes on. So, man, have you ever been... Like, have you ever been scared of a spider, afraid of a spider? Like, you love them. Obviously, you have a tarantula. Mm -hmm. Have you ever? Have I ever been scared? Um, No, not really. Growing up, I didn't find them scary at all. Uh, I didn't get intimidated when I saw them kind of crawling across the floor. And I've never been, uh, like, tried to get, I, no one's ever tried to bite me or anything. So, no, not not really. <laughs> No, none of them have. See, I'm I'm not really afraid of spiders either. I like to call myself the spider king because yep. I kill spiders like left and right. Not afraid of them. I will kill any spider. Not afraid. But I'm on the pulse with two psychopaths. <laughs> they, can't, they can't like do anything but crawl. Like, so, jumping spiders, you could convince me that if are, are those those are real things, right, Dan? They are. They are real. Yes, they are, and they're very common in Illinois, actually. So, they're common in Illinois. I'm moving out of this state because that scares me. Jumping, jumping how spiders you, would scare me, but like otherwise, I'm not really that all all that worried. How can you be a king if you're scared of one type of spider? Okay, I'm no longer a king anymore, prince. <laughs> <laughs> He's been demoted. Take <laughs> the spider king title away. It's gonna hurt my feelings. Here's the thing. I'm not really that afraid, but the jumping thing would get me because they're like, they're kind of, they're wild cards, they're a little unruly, you don't really know where they're going to be next, but That's true. a spider, I'm not, like, I'm not too worried of it crawling up the wall or whatever. Good news for you, jumping spiders actually are the most pet-friendly spiders. They are wow. not prone to biting at all, and if they did, they, it wouldn't hurt or have no venom, they don't. Uh, have urticating hairs that can get on you and itch, and they are the most tame and pet-friendly spiders. Kids can hold them. They're really great pets, actually. So I don't like to call something that is in a cage a pet. 
other than dogs. Uh, what are you talking about? Like every pet you can have. Put it on a leash and walk it. There's no way you're putting on a spider on a leaf and like, oh yeah, I'm just watching, walking my tarantula down the street. If I saw somebody walking a tarantula down the street, that dude would be one of the coolest dudes. And he dudes. could be he could be the spider king. I mean, he's, <laughs> not, he's just a different breed. He's a psychopath too. So you're obviously Paul, you're obviously afraid of spiders. Terrified. Tell me what are your Give me three more. Give me three more fears, or two more fears. Top three fears. Spiders, spiders, and spiders. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> spiders is definitely number one. Um, the unknown, like not knowing, like what's under, like the like ocean, like on the ocean floor, just like in the deep water. Okay, terrifies me. Okay, absolutely terrifies me. Like that. Um, and space. Space. It's kind of unknown too, a little bit. Yeah. So spiders and the unknown. Yeah. I like that. Dan, what are you afraid of? If you're if if you're not afraid of a tarantula living in your you be room, you're what are you afraid of? Anything. Um. If you snakes, I'm gonna lose it. I I'm not scared. I'm not scared of snakes. Actually, I love snakes. I think they're great animals. But before I say what I'm scared of, I just want to go back to the fact that Paul thinks a pet has to be walkable on a leash. So yes. I do. Are yeah, fish I, pets? We Honestly, we don't have to listen to anything you say, but I guess, yeah, well, cats can be walked on a leash. I don't know. I don't really classify anything as a pet. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just have to see. Pets. You are digging. And, and a hamster. Hamster. <laughs> Dude is digging a hole. If he can kill you other than dogs and cats, I don't know. Snake's not a pet. Spider's not a pet. Uh, I don't know. What Dogs can angry. kill you. I, I don't. I'm gonna get some lovers for this. That's what I'm gonna get. <laughs> Love me for this. If you listen to this podcast and hate spiders, just tap in. Tap in on my Instagram. <laughs> tap in on Dan's Instagram. Anywhere. I promise, they're the worst. They really are. Wow. Uh, tap. So he he said, uh, any animal that can kill you, except for dogs and cats, which theoretically could also kill you. <laughs> Or not? Well, any, I guess any animal can kill you, but I'm talking about the ones that are like, bite you and kill you. Like a spider, or a snake. Or a dog. Or, or a dog, I guess, but no, <laughs> dog don't count that. Alright. If you can let it out and it won't kill you, like just randomly kill you, then you're good. You can't let a spider out and you can't guarantee it won't bite you. But same, it, for, same for a snake. Like, it, there's no guarantee it won't bite you. There is a 0% chance any of the spiders I have would be able to kill me. But going back to my fears, um, I, um, I'm i scared of, like, a few things in general. Like, heights I'm not super fond of, but I went skydiving. I'm not super fond of the dark, but I've played glow-in-the-dark mini-golf, you know. Um, but the one fear that I... I'm trying to get over. I really am. It's just not working. Uh, I'm I'm scared of rats and rodents in general. Dude, I'm a Buddha rat. <laughs> I, feel, I feel Dan. I, if I see if I see a mouse, a rat, like I, I'm not I, I'm not into it. I'm definitely I'm definitely afraid. I would chalk that up to one of my fears. Really, rats are nothing to me. Those are nothing. I would much rather come encounter with a rat than a spider. I just, I don't know. I don't know why people fear rats or mice. I just, I'm not a, 
uh, rodent. That's not like one of my fears. I'm really glad you uh, agree with me, Wes, because I haven't had a lot of people who've also had a similar fear. But genuinely, like if I see a rat or a mouse, I will probably give a muffled scream or pass out. Yeah, no doubt. They're they're very gross. They're disgusting. Yes. Oh, oh, explain to me. Explain to me this. A rat. The most thing they're gonna do. They're not gonna really. The the chances of them biting you is low, right, bro? They're quick. A spider can crawl on your neck and bite you. Yes. It will fall off. He just said your limbs will fall off. So for a slightest no. this, is not, no. this is not meant for us to argue whose fears are rational or not rational. Oh, I'm just telling you that I'm afraid of a rat. It's well, quick. We're going to get through that fear today. <laughs> <laughs> Paul brings out a rat right now. <laughs> Rolls in a, like just a bin full of rats. <laughs> we're going to dump you in the rat cage. You're going to be the rat king by the end of the night. Great, great, great. <laughs> uh, here's the thing with rats. I mean, Paul, you said they couldn't kill you, but two things. Rabies, bubonic plague. They kill millions of people. I love having a smart guy on my side. How did the... Bu- I can't say it. Bubonic? Yeah, how did that happen? Uh, the rats came on boats and ships across to the to North America and all these other countries carrying fleas with and, and mosquitoes and stuff with bubonic plague and they bit and killed millions of people it's like, like the greatest uh illness that ever like swept the world yep second uh, okay but all these things like did they make them themselves like spiders make venom they make like they're poisonous themselves but rats they're they're just not like they don't have fleas like they have fleas on them but they're not just like you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't make fleas. Like, fleas just get on them. Like, they don't make fleas. You know what I'm saying? So, like, those are, like, like external things that happen to rats. Like, those aren't, like, something rats can produce to kill you. You know what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying, but then there's, like, rabies. And rats actually... That's different. Now, that's something that yes. can kill you that they yes. do produce. And now, seriously, second place... There's the bubonic plague, and then there's the swine flu. Remember <laughs> when all the turtles, remember when all them pigs were running around biting us, and we got the flu from it? <laughs> I don't think I got bit by a pig, to be honest. Yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> you're scared of rabies from a rat, then what's keeping you from okay, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm going to take the dude. I'm just trying to help out, man. What's, from, what's keeping you from being scared of... Uh, dogs that have rabies. I'm afraid of dogs that have rabies too. Yeah, I'm scared of rabies in general. Yes, yes, but okay, we're getting a lot more rats are gonna have rabies than dogs. That's true. That's true. That's true. true. I agree. Okay, I might actually be scared of rats now too. We win. We win. We converted them. We love to see it. Now, (laughs) can I tell you what really is my deepest fear? Yeah. Okay, well, actually, number one is no doubt bees and wasps. Really? No doubt. Those things scare me to death. And it's been since I was a child. I've tried to shake it. Quit looking at me like that. Let me talk. You had your time. I'm I'm just You had your time. I'm petrified of them. Anything that can fly has the advantage over me. That's true. Okay? Anything that can fly. Bees and wasps fly. They can sting me. They have the advantage over me. Now, one time, did I punch a, a bee out of the air? 
yeah, I did. I felt really cool. And I looked around and I thought, no one was going to believe me that I did this. I overcame my fear. And you know what? To this day, no one believes me that yeah, I did it, but I did it. Okay, number two, motel rooms. <laughs> motel rooms are the scariest thing, one of the scariest things in the world, okay? I'm telling you right now. I'm not saying every person that's ever, like, stayed in a motel room is dead. I'm just saying that the jury is probably still out on that. Like, we're still trying to figure out if everyone's died or not. Are you saying, like, died in general or died in that room? No, died in the motel room. I'm not saying everyone has died. (laughs) The state of the motel room is dead, but I I think we're still trying to figure it out. And it's just creepy. If you think of assassinations, you think of things, I'm thinking motel rooms. That's true. In a movie, if you're watching a movie, yep. assassination, they happen in motel rooms. Bates Motel. It's not, it's not like a sleeping one, too, like a weird one. They always happen just get killed in motel rooms. Yeah, and it's probably been, like, kind of conjured up by Hollywood a little bit, but I'm, I'm buying into it. I'm buying into the motel room thing. You can walk, and I know, you can walk directly into my room. You know what I'm saying? Like, from the outside. I know in a hotel room you kind of can, and at my house you kind of can, so you could just totally debunk me with that. But it just feels different. It feels different whenever I'm staying at the, whatever, the Super 8 or whatever, and the dude can just, like, walk right into my house and or right into my room and kill me, and I don't have anything to defend myself. Your hand. Other than a Bible. Your hand. That's I mean, probably right there in that little um, drawer right next to my bed. I think you're presenting a good case to carry around. A tarantula, just to exactly. defend yourself. Tarantulas don't bite. They can if you hold their fangs towards somebody. That's, but that's uh, and then probably. I mean, rats. Honestly, if I was honest, that would be that would be number three for me. I'm glad that we can um, agree on that, Dan. Yeah, me too. Rats are for sure number one. Uh, I'm not super fond of bees and wasps. Like, I know they can and potentially will sting me, so I'm just not thrilled about it. There was one time, like, outside my front door, there was a bee just laying there on the railing. And I'm like, I mean, it's clearly dead. It's just laying there. What kind of bee doesn't fly? So I went over there, and I, like, tried to pick it up with my two fingers, and it suddenly woke up and stung me underneath my fingernail. Oh, that probably felt good. If I saw that bee laying on the ground, I'm not going to pick it up, Dan. I'm just stepping on that thing. Or I'm just okay. going inside. My okay, I got one more. It's not a fear, but I really don't like them because they're really, really ugly. Flies. Flies are the ugliest thing on earth. I really think they are. Like, the little eyes, blah, and there's, like, hairs. I don't even know if it's hairs or, like, yeah. I don't know. They're just ugly. Yeah, they're gross. They're and gross. they... Like buzz around you all the time. I hate that sound. I really do. Not a fear. I just really don't like them. Flying things are kind of annoying. Like if it's a flying thing that isn't bigger than the size of your hand, it's pretty annoying. Like wasps, gnats, mosquitoes, flies. Bro, birds. I know somebody who's scared <laughs> of definitely scared of birds. Will die if he. If he did one just like land near him, he would just pass out. I'm definitely not a fan of birds. I'm okay on birds. They definitely carry diseases, <laughs> but I'm okay. I think I could. Now that can be a pet. That can be a pet. Well, speaking of birds, have you guys ever heard of the Goliath bird-eating tarantula? 
Yes. I've never heard of it. Well, it's uh, found in the rainforest of South America, and they can reach the size of a dinner plate. Yikes. I would actually, I would genuinely die. Like a I would full on dinner plate. Full on dinner plate, they can kill and eat mice, frogs, birds, but birds isn't super common. They mostly stick to smaller, uh, less winged creatures. Um, you know, snakes, whatever. Any, like, rainforest creature in South America, they can kill and eat them. Where's this found at? You said what? Where's this found at? South, South America? America? Rainforest? Yeah. I'm never going to the rainforest. <laughs> there wasn't any need for me to go to the rainforest anyway. Nope, nope, nope. <clears throat> nope. I'm okay. And unfortunately for you, like I said, North and South America have new, uh, have old world and New World. Well, these happen to be um, New World, which is good because that means that their venom isn't too dangerous. But they do have type 3 irritating hairs, which are the most itchy and scratchy. And it's a real pain. And you don't want to breathe them in or get them in your eyes. But other than that, you're, you're definitely not going to die from it. What's the chances that I can outrun in one of these things? If you, it's just chasing me. The chances of you going to South America... <laughs> well, that's the chances well. that you have the funds to get there. <laughs> Not high. To win in South America, whatever. What's the chance that I can outrun a dinner size or dinner place size tarantula? Pretty high. They're they're not aggressive, and they're they want to hide from you because you're bigger okay. than it. So. And that's why spiders and tarantulas are better than rats, because tarantulas will never run at you. That's like a terrible plan for them. They're going to get squashed. But rats they will run at you. They don't know anything. They're, aren't they blind? Tarantulas? No, no. Rats and mice. <laughs> what? I'm all part of they're blind. I'm like, <laughs> that's why there's a thing called three blind mice. Hey Wes, I'm gonna let you handle this one. Oh man, let's go. We gotta change topics on that one. He thinks they're all blind. I I actually thought they were. I've been lied to all my life. All my life, I'm you've been not been lied to. You just heard one time. No, I've heard it multiple times that mice were blind. I've definitely heard it. Did like you? My mom told me that. Maybe my mom's dumb. I don't know. I love her to death, but she could be. She could have steered me wrong. Did you also hear Chicken Little say the sky is falling and believe that no, too? I mean, yeah, I don't think that's not true. Obviously, I've been looking up afraid ever since I saw that movie. <laughs> well, I hit unpopular opinion. Chicken, chicken Little's garbage. That's a bad movie. I know I'm going to get hate for that. But it's okay, okay. All mice are born with their eyes closed, which is common among many mammals. Despite being colorblind and only being able to actually focus on objects that are one to two feet away, mice can detect motion up to 45 feet away. So they are colorblind. You might have okay. heard that. That might be it. That might be it. I'm not completely... But I don't like most animals colorblind. Yeah, like dogs are, I'm pretty sure. They definitely don't have the same spectrum of light that we can see. Although certain animals can actually see more light than we can. They can see in like a UV spectrum, whereas we are only visible light. Sweet. Okay. 
So I wasn't completely dumb. I'm just partially dumb. Um, Wes, how do you think um, Stuart Little rode his motorcycle, dude? That's another move. Well, you don't think you, they're blind. Because <laughs> he had glasses. Dude, <laughs> man, we I, just, I just thought, dude, I don't know. Maybe I'm just... <laughs> that was like my whole childhood just ruined. All right. Well, we can move on. Let's talk about male versus female tarantulas. Just like off off rip, what do you guys think is like, who do you have? Male versus female. Who's more dominant? Female, female obviously. I feel like that's in every like species of animal. I'm just going to go, I'm just going to go male just to be different than Paul. Okay. Well, Paul uh, may not be right about mice, but he is right about tarantulas. Female, female, female. I'm going female. <laughs> <laughs> Wes is also right. He went female. Um, yeah, so female tarantulas live around 30 years in uh, North and South America. The, the New World tarantulas live 30 years, actually. They can live easily, even sometimes more. Whereas old world tarantulas, which have more dangerous venom and tend to be faster moving, they will live a maximum around 11 to 12 years. But males for both of those live only a fraction. Males of the new world, so compared to 30 years, they only live 5 to 7. And in the old world, we're talking like uh, 3 to 4 for males. And besides the fact that they don't live very long, as if they had uh, enough problems, male tarantulas often get killed and eaten after mating. So, to be a successful male tarantula, you have to mate with the female and escape before she eats you. Wow, that's a short life. Scary life. They can do it, though. They definitely can do it, but, you know... They're also smaller, so it doesn't help escaping when you're, like, half the size. No fly for men out there in the world. I know, man. Men tarantulas have it rough. So, a um, couple more tarantula facts for all those who are still listening. If you're not, uh, you know, maybe you hate tarantulas. I find them really interesting. Um, but not everyone does. Tarantulas are cannibalistic, so like I just described with the females eating the males, they will for sure eat each other or attempt to. What's up? We should. They should definitely eat themselves. <laughs> Help us all from killing them. Yeah, they, they're also fragile. If you drop a tarantula from like chest high, they will explode. Their abdomen will kind of like rupture, so that's not fun. Paul's writing it down right now. Yes. <laughs> How to defeat a tarantula? Drop it. Yeah. Dropping it, kicking it, whatever. Whatever you got to do, Paul. Um, so most of them tend to be uh, loners, right? The males and the females want to live apart, especially the males, because they don't want to get eaten right off the bat. They tend to be solo uh, creatures, but occasionally there's like three species that will live communally in like a big group of tarantulas and so they can um cohabitate and there'll be no risk of them eating and actually some keepers of tarantulas have like groups of like 30 or 50 of them all living together which is really interesting lastly 
Um, tarantulas don't have good eyesight, so maybe that's what you're thinking of when you're thinking of like rodents. Tarantulas don't see very well. In fact, their eyes are on top of their head, so they're just like looking at the sky. So they're kind of useless. But what they mostly respond to is uh, vibrations and movement. For if they feel a, a bug moving nearby, if they feel somebody walking, you know, prey items, they'll feel the vibrations and they'll kind of feel the wind moving on their like their arms and all the hairs. And so that's how they mostly respond. They're very like responsive to tactile and environmental changes. Man, so. Interesting. They are. There's a huge tarantula keeping hobby. Lots and lots of people keep tarantulas. Um, with collections over 150 tarantulas not being uncommon, actually. So, Paul, I'll have to take you one day. So, gentlemen. I'll kill you. I'll kill me too. Transitioning into our next topic. When you wake up in the morning, are you guys breakfast people or not? Breakfast people all the way. Everybody who knows me knows I'm all about the bacon and pancakes and waffles every day, all day. No, I am not. I don't eat breakfast. I'm with you, Wes. I do not eat breakfast. I like breakfast food, but I just don't eat in the morning. I just, I'll just i eat breakfast food at like dinner time, 3 a.m. at Waffle House. But I will not wake up and say, hmm, I'm hungry. Exactly. I thought the question was, do you like breakfast food? I can't answer. I definitely like breakfast food, but I don't eat breakfast. Okay. Not every morning, at least. Fair enough. I definitely love breakfast food. It's definitely my favorite food. All right. Give me uh, give me a few of your favorite breakfast foods. Bacon, sausage, any meat, really. Okay. Uh, have you ever got the Grand Slam from Denny's? Just anything that you can get with that. Paul's all about it. Yeah. Actually, just Denny's in itself. I really just like breakfast food from Denny's. You did? I think so, yeah. Oh. Because Den- they have a pancakes or used to. Denny's oh. reminds me of a motel. And just like your reasons for staying out of a motel, Wes. good. I stay away from Denny's. Yes. Exactly. If you're going to say Denny's is like... A motel, Waffle House is it like is, motel, is yeah. the motel. It uh, is Waffle the, House day, it's the days in. It's the <laughs> red end of um of breakfast places. That's I agree. I'm not saying that it doesn't taste good. I'm just saying when I'm there, I'm always thinking that somebody's gonna walk in with a ski mask and just like destroy me. Waffle House is like a restaurant I hear. Every time I walk in, I feel like I'm going to hear, what do you want? That's why I feel like I'm going to hear every time I walk in the Waffle House. I mean, you kind of go in expecting it, and you know, what you expect is what you get. Exactly. But Waffle House is kind of a convenience thing, right? There's not many places open at 3 a.m., so you're kind of left with limited options. You don't want to go, but if everyone's like, hey, let's get food, you're kind of left with Waffle House. But... Breakfast foods, Wes. What what breakfast foods do you like? Not during breakfast time, just in general. Honestly, until like a year ago, I didn't like hardly any breakfast foods. Um, but I turned into a big pancakes guy recently. I like pancakes. Uh-huh. Um, eggs, if they're like done, I'm really picky about it. Like, there's a lot of places that I can't go to Denny's and like enjoy the eggs. Um, 
IHOP, anything like that. So I'm pretty picky with breakfast food. I'm just, you know, cereal will do it for me. Oh. Um, yeah. Funny you say cereal, because that's our next topic. What oh, a great transition. <laughs> Gentlemen, um, cereal is one of the United States' favorite breakfast foods. Very convenient. You wake up, grab a box, get some milk, and you're ready to rock and roll. It all came about in 1863. A man named James Caleb Jackson, a religiously conservative vegetarian, he was running a medical sanitarium in western New York, created a breakfast cereal from graham flour dough that was dried and broken into shapes so that they needed to be soaked in milk overnight. And he called it granola. Granula. It's similar to how granola is spelled. You just replace an A with a U. And so he called it granula. And later, John Harvey Kellogg, might recognize the last name. He was a surgeon who ran a health spa in Michigan, made a version and called it granola. Using the same idea, uh, Kellogg created a patent and someone following him, C.W. Post created grape nuts, which would become a popular product to offer a discount code, grape nuts. So all this was building up. Granola, different things had to be rehydrated in milk. All of it was building to create something called cornflakes. That's the first well-known cereal. Kellogg and his younger brother, Will Keith Kellogg, made this flaked cereal. They named it cornflakes. And they added sugar and began to mass produce and mass market them, including the first ever inbox prize. That was done in the 1900s. So 100 years later, inbox prizes are very popular and still done. And that was started by Kellogg. And um, they were developing the cereal. Later on, Quaker Oats Company had acquired a method for forcing rice grains to explode under pressure. It made puffed rice and puffed wheat and had a scientific breakthrough in food science. And he, he described them as the eighth wonder of the world, which, in my opinion, not that incredibly impressive. 1920s. A health clinician accidentally mixed wheat bran on a hot stove and became the first ever Wheaties on accident. He was mixing wheat bran and it turned into Wheaties and it became the Breakfast of Champions, which is their slogan and uh, was advertised for baseball teams and later followed up with Rice Krispies, um, Snap, Crackle, and Pop, and it became a very popular thing. Everyone knows Rice Krispies to this day. So over the years, different companies continued to make different versions of cereal that we know today. Wheat Chex uh, was made in 1930s. The first recipe for Chex Mix, not exactly cereal, but along the same idea, and they kind of went a different route. Cheerios was made in the 1940s, which started out as Cheerios, but they renamed it. It became the best-selling cereal in America worth $1 billion dollars in sales alone in 2015 and it was introduced later um, by General Mills who owns them 1950s after World War II cereal consumption increased with the baby boom and all these kids needed food in the morning and all these parents did not want to make it so um, Kellogg's invented frosted flakes and Togi, Tony sorry, Tony the Tiger 
became introduced and a new era of television advertising began. He was the mascot that everyone knew and loved. And that was right after the baby boom. Sugar was being added. Back then it was sort of healthy, sort of not. But sugar became a staple in breakfast cereals. 1970s, fruit flavored and monster cereals filled every kid's bowls. Count Chocula, Frankenberry and Booberry. General Mills producing all these different uh, fruity pebbles even. Cocoa pebbles. All these fruits that were just pure sugar. Um, that kids loved. And continuing on through the 2000s, there uh, became a sad change where people decided to be healthy, right? So Kellogg started to sign um, for different companies and bought other companies that were doing natural and organic, all these different kinds of health pushes towards cereal. And nowadays, people kind of tend to eat whole grain cereals and less fun cereals. But as a whole, um, America purchased 3.1 billion boxes of cereal from 2016 to 2017. In one year, um, a $9.8 billion cereal market. 88% of the total cereals were for cold box cereals instead of like oatmeals and stuff. And overall, it is one of the most popular breakfast foods. So I've, I've talked a lot and I want to hear your guys' uh, impressions and additions about cereal. I got a question. Yeah. Before we get into the mainstream cereals, is there an off-brand cereal that you love? Like, the first question is, do you even eat off-brand cereals? The second question is, is there one that you actually love? Because for me, boy, honey smack smack. <laughs> I can tell, boy, those things are fire. Like honey smacks? There's honey smacks, there's uh Dino, I think it's like Dino Cocoa or something like that. Cocoa Dinos or something like that. They're like the uh Cocoa Puffs, but except like dinosaurs in them. Those are fire. Uh there's the Fruit Loops. They're called uh I don't know what they're actually called. Fruit, I don't know. They're really weird though. It's like color loops or something stupid like that. Those are disgusting though. Don't try those. I'm I don't know if I know, like, that many off-brand um, cereals. I stick with, I'm a big Frosted Flakes guy. I like Captain Crunch. Um, let me think. Oh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So those three, if I had those in the house, I'd be eating those every time. Cocoa Krispies, uh, that'll do it. Okay, also, I'm like, every time I bring this up, people attack me for this. I think Cookie Crisp are good. I agree. I agree. <laughs> you agree? Oh, those are ones with the, the little wolf on the front, I think it is, right? Yeah, whatever yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Those are fire. I used to love those. Those, Reese's, uh, Reese's peanut butter, whatever it is. Yeah, Reese's, Reese's Puffs. Puffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are fire. Those are fire. Fruit Loops, Fruity Pebbles are always fire. Cocoa Pebbles, definitely fire. Um, yeah. My favorite is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I'm a dessert guy, dude, so I like Reese's Puffs a lot. I'm okay with uh, the cookie, what, what were they? Cookie Crisps or something? Yeah, Cookie Crisps. Yeah, I'm okay with those. They, they tear your mouth up a little bit, like with the roof of your mouth, because they're like hard and not smooth, yeah. but hey, man, they taste good, so who am I to that complain? Thing, that same thing as Captain Crunch. I mean, that's going to tear your mouth up, but tastes great. Speaking also, of Captain Crunch. Great cereal. Great cereal is really good. 
with the chocolate in the middle, those are fire. Captain Crunch, uh, obviously a well-known cereal, and the mascot is, of course, Captain Crunch. His full name is actually Horatio Magellan Crunch, in case you guys are wondering. I was wondering. I would have never guessed Horatio. I would have never thought that in my life, to be honest. But my kid, Horatio Paris. It's dumb. <laughs> I mean, oh. might as well add the Magellan. Magellan was... Like one of the first guys to ever circumnavigate the globe, one of the earliest explorers before Christopher Columbus and all that. Um, so yeah, I guess maybe that's why Captain. He was like a captain. So Horatio Magellan Crunch. In case you. I think. Do you do you think more people? I mean, I'm sure it is more people eat it for breakfast, but I eat cereal like as a late night snack. Yeah, I agree. I think it's like an all the time kind of thing. Sorry, just dropped something. Um, I think it's convenient to just kind of, hey, man, I'm in a mood for a snack. I'll just grab some cereal in the morning, in the night, just when you get home from school. I don't necessarily think it's a breakfast-only food. I think it's just convenient to get it breakfast because it's fast. But, yeah, I think yeah. people probably eat it all the time. We actually got in trouble for eating cereal like any, any time before the morning. Like We used to get in trouble for that. Before the morning? I mean, after the morning. Like, if we got home and just got, like, opened a box of cereal and started pouring it, my mom would come smack her hands. Like, so, yeah. if you got home from school? Like, anytime. If, if it was not breakfast time. Like after 9 a.m., you, you can't. Like, if it's not breakfast time, we're not supposed to eat cereal. And, Man. like, I thought it was kind of odd when I went to Micah's house. My best, my second best friend, obviously. <laughs> this is right here, so I have to say that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but when I went to his house and his dad was eating cereal at, like, late night, I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, I'd never seen anybody do that. And then now I hear, like, all these people are doing it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. That's kind of crazy to me. Well, I just think it's, I don't know. I don't have time in the morning. I like to sleep until I need to get up and need to go. So I don't I don't eat in the mornings. And then I just think there's nothing better than, like, I look over. It's, like, 1030 at night. And I'm like, I'm still hungry. A bowl of cereal sounds the best of all things. Like, that's what I'm going to grab. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to go back uh, to the fact that Paul's mom is Chick-fil-A, where they cut off breakfast at, like, 10 a.m. Well, she used to be a beast. No, she don't. She don't do that anymore. She obviously lets us eat cereal. I'm a grown man. I do what I want. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we definitely could not eat cereal, like, as a kid. And also, one of the things, my sister hated us when we just ate, like, cereal with no milk. She said it was wasting the milk, which doesn't make any sense. Like wasting the milk? Yeah, it doesn't make it. Oh, no, no, wasting cereal. <laughs> she said that. No, she said we waste the cereal without drinking it with, without the milk. I used to just, like, pour a bowl and just, like, eat the cereal. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that's, like, the... So you'd eat it dry with a spoon? No, no, with a spoon. Because <laughs> you just did, like, a spoon motion. It was like... No, what's my hand, my fingers? You're yeah. you're crazy. You're hear this right now, people. You are crazy. If I walk in your house and you're eating dry cereal with a spoon, we're we're not <laughs> we're not talking anymore. It's a red flag for sure. Yeah, huge red flag. So now, oh, sorry, Dan. Go ahead. Your podcast. Hey, no, no. I was just gonna say, um, fifty percent of America starts their day with cereal. So not even just eating cereal in general. Fifty percent of people in the United States start their mornings with cereal. Wow, that's crazy. Now, this begs the question: What do you? How do you feel about cereal bars? 
Oh, I used to love some cereal bars. And See, I in think... high school, boy, they had those things in the morning. Why? Well, grab me a couple of those. Go ahead and smash those real quick before I went to class, PE, whatever it was. I have negative feelings. Really? Negative feelings about cereal bars. I love cereal bars. I, I have mixed feelings about cereal bars. I think if it truly was meant to be made in a cereal bar, for example, Rice Krispies. A Rice Krispie treat, great cereal bar. But not all cereals should be made in a cereal bars. So would you call like a Rice Krispie treat like I think that's a it's a cereal bar? Yeah, I would yeah. I would think so. I didn't think about that until now, but I definitely would call that a cereal bar because yeah. I mean that's a cereal. Okay, so now I'm on Dan, I'm with Dan for that. But don't like try to give me like a lucky charm cer- cereal bar. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Like I don't want that. Like, oh, no, that's if not I'm bomb. But this is like what my buddy so my buddy Ryan Queen Back in started saying first and last name, calling this dude out. His mom, his mom like gave the worst snacks ever. And we get home, like we get home from school, I'd be hanging at his house, and they'd want, like she'd want to give us cereal bars. And I'm like, I don't want a cereal bar. I see your cereal on your cabinet. <laughs> Actual cereal. I'm in your fridge. I see the milk. Why give me a bar when I can have the real thing? I mean, I and see- so. I think that's probably where I've been traumatized. This is, like, the same lady that one time she, like, kids were, like, trick-or-treating. I was over at my buddy's house, like, Halloween night. And she offers, like, Ryan goes and asks her, he's like, can we have some candy? She says, no, but I made some pumpkin seeds. And she <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would walk away. He, I didn't want to ever go over there. I would close the door in her face, her own door in her face. Cereal bar, pumpkin seeds. I just not not knocking pumpkin seeds, but when I'm looking for candy, uh, a close second is not a pumpkin seed. You know what I'm saying? I know, close I, I'm like, oh, darn, I can't have a Snickers. Uh, but I know I got pumpkin seeds over there. <laughs> I do know what you're saying, and I feel like that's the kind of lady to like say, hey, what kind of cereal do you want? Do we have we have raisin bran and. <laughs> And pebbles, just pebbles, dude, like from your yeah. garden. What is that? What is that? It's like got a K. Uh, 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 special K? Special K. I yeah. always said, healthy? Yeah, I always said Circle K, but that's a gas station. Yeah, you that's. Know, the store saying, Let me get some Special K cereal. Like, if you do that, yeah. I mean, congrats to you, I guess. I don't know. You're just a better, healthier person than I am, but I'm not going to the store and say, where's your special K owl? Let me get some of that. Like, where's your cereal? I want some special So, what's the choice of drink with cereal? What I mean, mean, I'm if it's not milk, you're milk. a sociopath. Right, right. People, people that, okay, but people that eat special K or Raisin Bran, they got themselves a glass of water sitting next to them. <laughs> and that way, oh, I'd be done with them. Check me out. At camp, if you go to Illinois camp, you know people do this. They put chocolate milk instead of, in, in the cereal instead of regular milk, like white milk. And some cereal works. Not every cereal works. But some, it definitely works, and it's yeah. bomb.com. But all milk, you just, I mean, also you just can't put chocolate milk in, of course. That's true. And it works with milk. So, I, I don't know how accurate this is, but there's a fact that says, uh, feel free to actually put this on uh debunker the debunker podcast because this might not be true but it said americans consume 101 pounds or 160 bowls of cereal per person every year and that's a total of 816 million pounds of sugar the cereal industry uses per year 160 bowls per person yes per year yeah 
That feels like nothing. No, I think like, that's that. Okay, but think about it. You don't have cereal every day. No, you don't. But that's you might. Feel like there are some days. There are some days where you might eat two or three bowls. I don't know. This year I probably didn't eat a hundred. I bet I ate about a hundred and six. I probably really ate cereal this year. I really did. Like I don't. I haven't ate cereal in a long time. When COVID first hit, all I was doing is me. I was just at home the whole time. I okay. This year I didn't eat cereal. Bowls. Bowls. I didn't eat cereal. I crave cereal. So. That was only this year, though. I ate Crave cereal. But then, like, I also, like, that's all my mom got me was Crave cereal, which is, like, weird. I didn't even think about that. Gentlemen, if you had to pick top, um, let's go top five cereals, best-selling cereals of all time. Not not your opinion, just what you think the boring or not so boring public uh, of the United States, what do you think they picked for top best-selling cereals? So these are cereals that over the years have sold the best. Uh, okay, let's, let, let's work together on this. Okay. And let's see if we can narrow it down to a top five. I think number one has to be... It, there's no way that this this is not the number one. It's well, think about this. The Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It has to be. No, no, no. no. You don't think that's You need one? to think. We're, we're thinking best-selling ever. Right, Dan? Yes, sir. Okay, so Corn Flakes... From like, we're talking. Okay. From the okay. beginning of time here. You're right. You're right. Uh, uh, let me clarify. Are These are all yeah. brands of cereal that you would be familiar with. So cornflakes is not like a brand. Uh, like a Kellogg or like a Wheaties. Yeah. So like for example, Wheaties, uh, Reese's Puffs, um, Special K, stuff like like all those kind of cereals. Okay. Okay. So well, do you feel like? Do you feel like raisin raisin brand's gonna be in that top five? I just don't. I don't think. I don't think it's in the top five. I think it might be number seven. Okay. I think number one has to be. Let's try to. Let's see. Can we just tell you, uh, like, guess it, and you just let us know if it's in the top five? Yeah. Okay. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That is in the top five. Uh, nice. Sorry. I. I, uh, you I was wrong. I, I, and I'll actually. I'll tell you what place. That is number five. Number five. Okay. Cool. Okay. Barely made it. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, you gotta Fruit think. Loops has to be up there. Okay, I go Fruit Loops. I hate Fruit Loops. I think Fruit Loops has to be like number three. I'll do it. Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops final, final answer. answer. Fruit Loops is not in the top five. No. Okay. Oh wow. Wheaties. Wheaties. It is not in the top five. Yeah. I don't Fruity know. Pebbles. No. 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 That's not final answer. We can't. We gotta think. Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes is number two. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. What do we two? We missed two. Got two right. Okay. It, it, it's we missed one, right? Okay. That was the. That was the. I don't know. We, we, missed, we missed two. Right. So, okay. I'm just. If we miss one more, you can tell us because that then that would be five you guesses. You think so? Oh no no no! Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. Oh, I'll, I'll go Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch is not in the top five. Wow. We're missing out. Okay, Dan. Let us know. All right. Coming in at number one, the top dog. Cheerios. Honey Nut Cheerios. Honey Nut Cheerios? Are you The little bee? A bee? A bee? Done it? You forget how many babies. uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Coming in at number two, Frosted Flakes. Number three, this one caught me completely off guard. Honey Bunches of Oats. 
Number four, number four is going to, it's kind of a trick question here. So number one was Honey Nut Cheerios. Number four is just regular Cheerios. That shit can be tough, I don't think. Okay. Number five, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Number six is Special K. Wow. Seven is Frosted Mini Wheats. Ooh, fire. And then Lucky Charms is number eight. Ooh, I'm a... I do not repeat again. I say I do not like Lucky Charms. I love Lucky Charms. I used to just eat the marshmallow out of the when I was a kid. Now no, the awesome. best part is not the mar- the marshmallows ruin it. Really? Yeah. I just like the regular cereal. Yeah. I'm crazy. I think the marshmallows is the best part. Marshmallow maybe. That's the other one. I, I personally am a big fan of the marshmallows more than anything. Marshmallow maybe's is better than Lucky Charms. Another unpopular opinion. What do you say, Dan? I, I'm a big fan of the marshmallows more than the regular cereal. Me too. Oh, wow. I agree. In fact, I, mean, I get disappointed. I get disappointed every time I get um, like anything but the marshmallows. Like if I get a scoop of nothing with marshmallows in it, it's disappointing <laughs> for me. I agree. I need marshmallows in my life. All right. And I, I'll, I will give you the remaining few on this list. All right. So I told you number eight was Lucky Charms. Number nine, Fruit Loops. And number 10 is Raisin Bran. Oh, uh, yeah. Raisin Bran. Are you serious? Probably because of Victorious, they have that episode in there. You think, you think that one episode of Victorious yeah. is not made everybody go by? That probably made the market go up a little bit. Probably. <laughs> I think that's a pretty fair argument. Probably. Hey, can we do before we go? Can we do a quick update? I have a I have an update on my great chicken debate. Um, okay. Where I stand now. Right. It's changed. Go ahead. And just for if you haven't listened to the podcast, uh, our from season one, episode two. Um, I said Popeyes. That was where I was. Popeyes over Chick Fil A and Canes. I've changed my stance. I still do think the chicken's better. I still like the food, but Chick-fil-A, there's no chance that anyone's ever going to beat their serve, their customer service ever. That's true. Ever. But true. I think close chicken has to be. There's, we're not even going to question Popeye's customer service. There's, it's horrible. What do you want? Like, it's, this, it's horrible. And they don't even give you what you want. That's the worst part. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> I want the spicy chicken dinners. We ain't got that. Kings, <laughs> I think I also have changed. It's definitely uh, number one. I don't know what I said before. But you said you said Kings. Uh, did I? Okay, well, I changed, <laughs> changed my mind. Changed my mind. Is better. I changed my mind. It's still Popeyes for me, guys. <laughs> I'm also changing my mind. Uh, it's still Chick Fil A for me. Chick Fil A, yeah. Yeah, that was all I had to say. I, I felt like I needed to get that off my chest for like the last two years. I. I just know when they started bringing people outside of like workers outside of Chick Fil A and walking with you, I'm ordering and you're walking next to me, like typing in my order. It's next level. Popeyes, Popeyes turns off the lights when I pull in. <laughs> it's like 8 p.m. They start turning off all the lights so I can't get any chicken. Boom. So I'm, 
I'm in Chick-fil-A, uh, Chick-fil-A's corner now. Dude, Popeyes are like people who don't celebrate Halloween when trick-or-treaters knocks on their door. They turn off the lights and hide. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I, uh, and, and honestly, dude, you'll ask for something, and they're not even going to, like, tell you they don't have it. They're just going to give you something completely different and make you eat it. <laughs> yeah, you go, you go in there. Let me go out of uh, uh, popcorn shrimp. Yeah, we ain't got that. I'm going to give you some chicken tenders. Here you go. <laughs> I actually asked for um, uh, red beans and rice. Like, no, all we have was green beans. <laughs> But can I get, like, a different side? No, we gave you green beans. You know, get in your car. Yeah. Get back in your car and start driving. You say, yes, sir, and move on. Let me just go ahead and say this while we're on the topic. KFC is garbage. It will be the worst chicken place ever wow. until I live. I know people... Oh. Until you live? Yeah, until I live. Yep. Even past when <laughs> I live, I should have said that. Uh, but I know people think are different. Like Wes has said, uh, KFC is good. Their biscuits are absolutely garbage. They taste like garbage bags, actually. Sorry, Chick Fil A, but uh, KFC, I'm just like destroying your life right now. But it's true, it's true. The chicken's decent. It's okay. (laughs) He goes, "It's the worst thing ever. It tastes like garbage bags." The chicken's decent though, so I'll give him that. Hey, I mean, it's I'll eat it, but whatever. Gentlemen, I'd like to thank you for joining us on season two of the Trivial Matters episode one. After a long hiatus, we are officially back in the saddle. Thank you for joining me. listening to me talk about tarantulas and cereals and clearing up some confusion on the best chicken place. We shall see you next time. Thank you to everyone who tuned in and listened. If you have any topics that you want us to talk about, any ideas for a discussion or a trivial debate that we can have, DM them to at the Trivial Matters. Follow us on all the platforms and like us on Spotify and any other platform that we're on. Thank you for listening. Do it. Stay away from those motel rooms. You never know how many people died in them. You never know. See you next time.